Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, I am joined by special guest Sue Dillon. She is a writer, journalist, mindfulness coach, energy worker, and the author of Heart to Heart. So we're going to be talking to her about the work that she's doing and also a little bit about her former journalist career. Sue, thank you so much for joining me today. Curtis, thank you so much. I am so excited to be here with you. Well, why don't you start off by giving everybody a little bit of background about yourself? Okay, a little background about me. I am a former network TV journalist. I have worked for ABC, CBS, Fox affiliates and multiple markets, multiple TV newsrooms. I started out in radio as um, an intern for at KML Radio, which is a big uh, hip hop station here in the Bay Area. I was an intern for Sway. Um, a lot of people Sway went off to do big things. He has his, he's on Sirius, so a lot of people know Sway. And um, yeah, that's I started there as an intern, got into TV broadcasting. And uh, went on to work in Reno at ABC, Fresno, ABC, Selena's, uh, the Fox and CBS affiliates there, and um, back to the Bay Area for um, KTBU, which is our Fox affiliate here, and um, KPIX, our CBS affiliate. I left and uh, kind of have been doing my own thing ever since. I definitely know. Sway in the morning. I think he's actually on Shade 45, isn't he? He is. Yep. Okay. Well, you're also an energy worker. Tell us what an energy worker is. Um, so I am actually a trained and certified Reiki master. And uh, Reiki is a Japanese term. Uh, R-E-I-K-I. The key is chi in Japanese. And the REI stands for spiritually guided. So Reiki means spiritually guided life force energy. So I trained and um, I'm a certified Reiki master. It took a few years to get to that point. And um, you're essentially a conduit and you have your spirits, angel guides, gurus, and um, working through you. So when I'm doing Reiki for, I don't do it professionally. I do it for myself, friends and family. It's never me that's, uh, you know, doing the healing. It's my spiritual guides and gurus and angels working through me. And um, it's really just out of this world. So give us some tips on how people can go deeper in life and whatever they choose to do. Um, you know, we can, this is interesting, Curtis, because prior to my Reiki days, I, I've always been spiritual, but I didn't really know how to go deeper and I have the training, but what I learned through Reiki is that, you know, we can all access deeper stuff. 
there's other realms and things that we all can access. You don't have to be an energy worker, a Reiki master to access that. You just have to learn to be in stillness. And the more you do that, you know, we're all intuitive and that's a muscle that can be um, enhanced your intuitive ability. You can work on making that better and becoming more intuitive, learning to listen. We're always, you know, those signs and symbols that we get, those are not coincidences. Those are actual signs and symbols that are there for a reason. And the more we learn to be in stillness and kind of go inward, the more of that stuff kind of comes to the surface for us. When you worked in journalism in the past, what was the biggest story that you worked on during your time as a journalist? Oh my God, there have been so many stories, but um, one of the uh, biggest was uh, Marcus Wesson. Um, he was a, you know, ended up being accused of um, multiple murders. That was in Fresno at uh, the ABC affiliate. So he had kind of a, a cult going and it was a really uh, awful story, but it turned out to be a huge international story. We had everybody calling us and, you know, he, it started, came in as a standoff and it turned out he was in there with um, his wife, his children, his grandchildren, and having kind of uh, this cult following of a number of women who were actually family members, cousins, sister-in-laws. And, um, uh, you know, after a several hour standoff, he ended up, um, coming out, but, uh, after murdering several people. So, um, and that's kind of, you know, where that shift for me began with wanting, I love network news, but there was that aspect of it that I didn't love just the general assignment where, you know, you could be covering an air show one day, but you might be covering a, you know, fatal the next. So that's when I wanted to kind of transition to doing more uplifting, inspirational, motivational stuff and saying, Hey, you know what? I want to cover what I want to cover. What's some of the ways that we can communicate more powerfully with those around us? Some of the ways. Um, so this is, you know, one of the things I teach in my book, Heart to Heart, it is all about mindful communication. So when we start sitting in stillness, practicing mindfulness, we become more receptive and we start arriving to conversations and exchanges with other people with greater awareness. So people don't realize that the number one most powerful step to dynamic communication is listening. So that is the number one most important step. It's truly a game changer when we learn it. And a lot of people think, hey, I'm a great listener, but we all can improve. We can always do better. So listening is that first most powerful way that we can start having deeper dialogue with friends and family and colleagues around us. Well, speaking of listening, what are some of the things that we can do to stop having 
surface level conversations that way it'll make people want to listen more. Right. Yeah. So, you know, so again, it starts with listening because once we allow people, because we are generally having these surface level conversations. And once we allow people to start sharing at length, right? Instead of just, hey, how are you doing today? And the person's going to say, fine. And then you're ready to tell them how you're doing. That next step is, well, why are you, why was it a good day? Tell me more. I want to hear more. And let them, and you know, you'll find that this sort of um, dialogue at people in the beginning, most people will be stumped because they're not used to that. They're not used to people wanting to know more, wanting to go deeper. So it starts right there. And it's such a beautiful and profound thing when we start showing up for people in that way. And they start sharing in ways we start learning things about people. Um, you know, it could be a sibling who you may not know really profound, important things about your best friend, because you've never listened in this way. And that's the start to going deeper. What's some of the ways we can connect with God and have a relationship with God? Talking to God, just talking, speaking to God, asking of, um, you know, with very clear, very decisive things. And then again, that stillness, because the more you learn to sit in quietude, the more you'll hear. So just being very candid with God and knowing that God is always there, whoever your God is, whatever that is, God is there. And you can allow the presence of God to really take you the more you do this work, the more you just learn to say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to turn off my phone. I'm going to close my eyes and I'm just going to sit here with God and the universe and in oneness of my being and everything, one consciousness and just feel it all. And you'll, you'll begin to feel it more powerfully the more you do that. What advice would you give somebody who's trying to move past trauma? Advice for someone trying to move past trauma. You know, I will tell you, Curtis, um, I was given some of the greatest advice by my mother, who is an incredible woman. And from the time I was little, she would say, life is hard. You have to be strong. Like, I remember this when I was three and four and five years old. And that is the greatest advice I've ever been given. And I know people don't want to hear that, but there is so much profundity in the acceptance of that. Like, getting that life is not easy and it is hard. And when you accept that and start becoming a student of life in this deeper way, you start understanding like, yeah, okay, here's a trauma, but this is, let me, what am I made of here? Like, I'm going to 
get through this, right? It's that God would never put you through something you can't handle. So you are going to get through this. And what is the lesson? And how do I find my inner strength and come out of this more powerful with resolve? And and we do. You know, it's like we never, we never give it what we've got until we're tested, right? I mean, most of the time we're kind of living on the periphery. It's only when stuff hits the fan that we have to go deep in there and just pull out our, you know, strength and power and what we're made of, that grit. And I just would ask people to always know your own internal strength and willpower and consider everything in life that you've been through, right? This is just, oh, I had that happen. And now this is happening. I'm going to get through this too. The same way I got through that, right? It's always, it's another difficult moment. So, okay, let me go ahead and power through this. And, you know, not to make light of anyone's pain or trauma or any of that, but that's really what, you know, initially it's like shock or grief, but then we do, we get up and we say, yeah, okay, I got it. I'm going to get through this. How am I going to get through this? I'm going to, the same way I got through it before. Well, speaking of life being hard, as you know, we're living through difficult times right now. So tell listeners some advice that you have on having difficult conversations and resolving conflict in a correct way? Um, Yeah. So, you know, one of the key things here with difficult, and this is the beauty of mindful communication. There is so much power in having difficult, uncomfortable conversations. And there is a powerful way of having that conversation and coming out feeling lighter better, potentially more bonded to that person because you were able to do it in a powerful way. And that starts by listening. So if it's something, um, you know, uncomfortable or some sort of conflict, what we don't want to do is make people wrong. So if somebody upsets you, we can never come in thinking we're going to resolve something by attacking someone or by, hey, you know, that really upset me or that really made me mad or whatever. Oh, you're such a jerk or, you know, whatever that may be. Because as soon as we make someone wrong, like, I don't like that you did that. I don't appreciate you did that. Why'd you say that? They are going to immediately close off. They will no longer be receptive. And the opportunity for us to resolve conflict, just it goes away, right? So the approach is, you know, the Dalai Lama, actually, he's been called on nations to help resolve conflict. And one of the things that he always says is, you don't want to, you want to disarm your enemy, right? So if I've got an issue with you, that I have to start with, hey, you know what? I would really like for us to find a more powerful way to do this. I don't want to have conflict with you. And I am sorry, you know, and at times this works so, this right here works wonders when we can disarm somebody by apologizing, even if we didn't do anything, 
Like, hey, I'm sorry if I offended you. I'm sorry if I did anything or said anything to hurt you, but I want you to know I care about you. You matter. And I want us to find a powerful way to get over this. And I want to listen to you. Please tell me what I said or did to upset you. And please let me hear you out. And then I would like to share. I would like to tell you what was upsetting for me. So it starts there by listening, disarming, letting that person know that you are not engaging conflict, right? You're not here to argue. You're not here to make them wrong. You've just, you've got, you know, you're disarmed and you want to disarm them. And hey, I love you. Let's find a powerful way to do this. I want to learn a more powerful way for us to communicate and connect. Is that something you're open to? Tell us about your book, what it's about, and what listeners can expect when they read it and how to purchase it and any other projects upcoming that you might be working on. Okay. Uh, my book is Heart to Heart, 10 Steps to Communicating Mindfully and Connecting Deeply. And it is exactly about what we've been talking about, Curtis, mindful communication. You know, it is a step-by-step guide to learning the most powerful way to communicate, how to resolve conflict, how to let stuff go, forgiveness, just letting that all go and learning because we are just touching life here. You know, we're living on the periphery and there's more powerful, more meaningful exchanges for us to have with those around us. And I know everybody knows and can sense it's those moments when we're having that heartfelt connection with somebody, like those are the moments that leave us touched and moved and that you remember and carry with you. So uh, there's a way to go about this and just begin showing up in this way for people, right? You want to show up in a way where it's, I'm not here to talk at you. I'm just here to connect with you. Communication is not about talking. It's about connecting. And that's um, what the book is about. And um, yeah, some of that. So that book is everywhere. Amazon, Barnes and Noble, you can find it. Some of my uh, platform I have where I have my own podcast and offer inspiration things. That is my Blossom Your Awesome platform. That's blossomyourawesome.com. And then I have um, another platform, suzblues.com, where um, it is an open space for contributing writers. And we write about arts and culture and op-eds and current events and trends and things. And um, yeah, that's what's going on. So Do you have any social media links? How can people connect with you on social media? I do. I am at Instagram. I'm on Instagram uh, at I go by SKD. A lot of my links are also, um, they can find it through my websites, blossomyourawesome.com or suzblues.com. And uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest. I, you know, got to keep up do all that, even though I'm, you know, more of a spiritual person and love just kind of um, tapping in and sharing that with people. 
we'll close it out with some final thoughts for those who are interested in hearing signs and symbols. Tell them what they need to do in order to do that, in your opinion. Okay. Um, So if you are looking for signs and symbols, first and foremost, just there's a reason. You have to understand that there is a reason that you're looking because there's that little voice inside that intuitive part of you that knows that is all part of the universe. That magic is there. It's there for all of us to tap into. So just allow it. The more you do it, speak to your angels, your guides, whatever. And the more you do that, the more you're going to be able to access that. You can just close your eyes, be in quietude and stillness and just ask for a message. Just ask, hey, can you give me a message about this? Or can you tell me if I should do this? Just ask and the universe will respond. It might not be instantaneous, but if you start making this, making a concerted effort to do this, you'll start receiving them all the time. The signs and symbols are out there and it's for our greater good. When we learn to tap in, in this powerful, magical way. Ladies and gentlemen, blossom your awesome.com and suesblues.com. Sue, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Curtis, thank you so much. You are a doll and I appreciate being here and your time and your awesome questions. Well, I appreciate you. I would also appreciate if the listeners would follow, rate, review, and share after listening. Android listeners, go to the Google Play Store and download the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast app. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.